Welcome to An Etymology of Dreaming. This is Sue Scavo, and I am back after a year-long hiatus due to life happening, but I'm happy to be back. When we left off the conversation from the last podcast, we were talking about fairy tale and story, and I do want to step back into that conversation, but first I wanted to talk a little bit about a word, and a word that I particularly love that really is something I've been thinking about in terms of dreaming and why we dream and why we have dreams that work with us through story. So the the word I wanted to talk about today as we come back into this conversation in this podcast is actually the word context. I love the word context. It's a word for me that creates space for not just the thing I'm thinking about, but for the thing that I'm thinking about and also everything that touches or feeds or informs that thing. So when we're talking about context in terms of dreams, I really think that it's important to know that the dreams are not coming out of context, that the dreams are, our our dreams actually come to us in complete context with our outer lives and our spiritual lives and our intellectual lives. So that's why I wanted to talk about the word context as we dive back into the conversation about dreaming. So I'd like to start by just talking a little bit about the etymology of the word context. As some of you know, I am a little obsessed with etymology. Um, so the etymology, the the root of the word context is that it, the word gets broken down into two pieces in general. And the first is the con and the second is the text. And when you bring those two words together from their Latin roots, um, also from their PIE roots, it, it means to weave together. So con means together and text, which comes from texere, which is Latin for weaving and to make. So, so context, the root of the word context is to weave together, which I really love in relationship to this conversation about dreams and why we dream and why they're important. I know m- most, many of us have woken up from dreams where we woke up and thought, well, that seemed really random or that seemed odd or I have no idea why I was in such and such place or why such and such person was in my dream. I haven't thought about that person or that place in decades. And dreams can seem completely out of context to our outer lives and what's happening in our outer lives. I believe that there is an intention behind sort of this seemingly out of context experience we have with our dreams sometimes. When we're in our conscious lives, when we're in our waking day-to-day lives, dealing with our day-to-day, like how to get by, making money, our relationships with our family, our friends, our our parents, our partners, our children, if we have children and partners, as we're moving through our day, like we have a certain context around that, around our day-to-day. And it's a context that we build slowly and carefully, actually. So if we are the kind of people who have like a nine to five job and we have a family, then that is our context. So our context is about, you know, how do we live in our daily lives together, having breakfast, getting to school slash work? How are we going to manage the bills? How do we help our kids with their homework? All those sorts of things. And if we don't have a family, it's still, and we do have like a regular nine to five kind of job, it's just still, it's still the same. It's like how well getting up in the morning or getting up and getting to work and dealing with all the things that we deal with at work and relationship with other people and other 
organizations and then coming home and how are we going to deal with our social life, our evening life, how are we going to think about our bills, our retirement, that sort of thing. That's one kind of context. For many people who live that context, it's a certain way of thinking. For those of us who don't have that kind of lifestyle, for those of us who are in different income realities than that, uh, you know, we have a different context about how we're going to try to make ends meet or juggling what gets paid when, or can we afford books for the kids or new clothes for the kids, those sorts of things. So that's, that's another kind of context for those of us who live sort of on a lower kind of income means. So the range of these contexts, and, you know, for those who have more money than they need, you know, quote unquote need, who make a lot of money, that's a different context as well. Now, this is a range of contexts. It's also part of the culture that we grew up in. So I live in the United States, so I have the culture of the Western culture of quote unquote democracy, living in a country where it's about, you know, pulling yourself up by your bootstraps, et cetera. There's a whole myth around the Western culture that, you know, I grew up in and my family has grown up in. Then that context are all the different realities of that context um, and how we each deal with the, with that. And of course, lots of there's lots of factors based on income, race, gender, all sorts of issues play in with that and how we live live those challenges and live, you know, also the harsher reality of that. So we have that context. We have the context of how are we going to make ends meet? How are we going to get food on the table? How are we going to find a, a good place to, you know, a good, safe place to live if we can? If we can't, how are we going to survive in the place that we can find? That's all one kind of context. And then we have these dreams that come at night that often bring a very different context that are in different settings that are outside the daily getting food on the table, trying to find our creative life, having our relationships, dealing with really difficult things. We have that in the outer life. And then the dreams bring other stories into it, other stories from our past, other stories from historical past that may be tied to our ancestral uh, lineages. They bring in things that we haven't thought of in a long time that seem to be like non sequiturs. We wonder why do they do that? So I, I want to bring the word context in again here, because when we dream these quote unquote non sequitur dreams, the point isn't to have a non sequitur reality. There is a point to it. There is something that the particular story of the non sequitur dream, there's something in that story that has something very directly to do with our outer experience. The dream wants to weave, take the offering of the story and the opening of the story of the dream so that we can weave it with our outer reality and in ways that are often really surprising. So dreams do not exist in and of themselves for themselves, I don't believe. I think they do bring information. They do bring things that we need for right now in maybe even that particular day. They're geared toward our dailiness the day, and maybe even the, the specific day that we're stepping into or that we've just come out of. They're dealing with the particular set of circumstances we may be living currently. They And, you know, and of course, they also want to deal with, you know, the larger life issues that we've had to deal with from our childhoods, from our, our growing up years. For me, the dreams that are the most non sequitur or seemingly the most non sequitur, I pay really close attention to those dreams for me and for the people I work with, because there's something that the dream is bringing that is a different view on, on what's happening in our outer lives so that we can have a different perspective and a different, maybe even a bigger context than what we are living. 
I mean, because what can happen when we're living our lives, whether, you know, we're wealthy or we're, or we're not, we can tend to be really focused on what do we need to do? What do I need to do today? What do I need to do this week? What do I need to get done for the end of the year things? What do I need to get done before I can go on vacation? What do I need to get done before this report is due? What do I need to get done to help my kid through their calculus homework? All those things, we can get very focused on those kind of details. And when we get really focused, our field of reference can become very narrow. Often it needs to get narrow. We need to have that narrow context in order to deal with what's in front of us right now. But sometimes it can get too narrow. Sometimes when when it gets too narrow, it's hard for us to see anything but the thing that's in front of us. When we have trauma that we haven't dealt with or that we even we have dealt with, what we learn through surviving our trauma is to get very narrow in order to survive the moment. I mean, if we never get to resolve that, then we can stay narrow. If we do get to resolve it and we do get to come out of the narrow scope and into the wider scope, that's great. But then things in our lives can make us narrow again so that it's hard to see the bigger things. I feel that the non sequitur dream which a lot of them are actually, but you know, the very non sequitur dreams want to kind of take us out of that narrow scope of view. They want to take us out of whatever thing that we are super focused on that it's hard for us to see anything else. So if we're super focused on how we're going to get our mortgage paid this month or how, you know, making enough money so we can get our mortgage covered and our health insurance covered and the kids braces covered if we're focused on that, so everything is about like making sure we make enough money, then the reference point becomes that, becomes about making in the money so that we can have the things that we need. So even relationships will come, our relationships will have that as its reference point rather than the relationship being the reference point. It becomes, you know, how are we going to deal with finances becomes a reference point. So when we get that focused, and sometimes we have to, but when we stay that focused and it's everything becomes in reference to it, the dream wants to help us by kind of pulling us out of the context and showing us another way or showing us perhaps how we're stuck in a very narrow focus. We may be very caught up in a moment around something that's happening in the outer world, like finances or maybe a crisis with our spouse or or a child. We may be very focused around that. So when we're focused on something in our outer lives, maybe it's a crisis with a spouse, maybe it's a celebration that we're gearing up towards like a wedding or an anniversary or a birthday party. When we get really focused so that everything becomes about that and we forget about other things like relationships or we forget about taking care of ourselves, we forget about eating right, we forget to kiss our child goodbye, I love you in the morning. When when we get that focused, which can be trauma-informed, then the dream wants to come and say, don't forget about this. Or you're living in this kind of landscape, even though it may not seem like it in your outer world. So for example, I was recently working with a dreamer who was struggling in one part of their life around a crisis, around a crisis, I'll just say that. And uh, it was a, you know, a big crisis. It wasn't unmanageable, but there was a lot going on around it. Everything that happened for them from the time they woke up to the time they went to bed was in reference to this crisis that had to do with another person, uh, a family member. It's kind of, it became the reference point for everything. Like 
what time they went to work in the morning, how they were thinking about work. As soon as they left work, it was like, well, how am I going to deal with this person in this crisis that's going on? And it became a very focused point of view. Now, there was a crisis. It wasn't that things, there were things that didn't need to happen, but it wasn't uh, life-threatening. I'll put it that way. And it was, there was a lot that was out of control, out of this person's control, but they did worry about it a lot, which is something we do when we have a family member in crisis. So this was going on in this person's outer life. But meanwhile, in their inner life, they had a dream where there was a huge celebration. There was a huge party. It seemed like a birthday party for somebody. And they were there at this birthday party and there was a big cake with all these candles and they couldn't really figure out whose birthday it was, but they were really enjoying themselves. And there was a bunch of people there that they knew they hadn't seen for a long time, like childhood friends and people who had really loved and seen them a lot of their lives. And it was this very sweet dream. In their outer life, they were in a slight panic a lot of the time uh, around this crisis, around not knowing what to do or how to help this other person um, or how to be in relationship with them. As a result, they were feeling pretty not okay about themselves because of the focus, because all the life energy was going going toward this crisis. And the dream came with this non sequitur celebration, this birthday party. What came out of the session when we worked the dream together was that in spite of the crisis, that a lot actually had changed for this person, that it wasn't as consuming as it had been in the past, you know, this kind of crisis. And it was about actually pausing and celebrating the fact that they were ha having a different experience and also celebrating them just for them. Now, of course, you know, the dream, there's a birthday party. They didn't know whose birthday party it was. Of course, it was their birthday party. That was hard for them to see this, even though it was mostly all their old friends that were there. And when we opened up the dream and realized it was their party, the party was for them and for their birthday, it became this whole other place, a whole another way to stand and be supportive in the dream and a place for her to remember to celebrate herself, to remember that she had come a long way to, and, and actually to acknowledge that there was a kind of birthing process going on for her, that in spite of the crisis with her family member that she actually couldn't control, that she was having this growth and this birthing process inside of her was really touching and it opened up her, it, it took away sort of the blinders that, or that narrow focus for her to see like okay yes this thing is happening it's really hard I've done everything I could do and I've offered all the help I can offer in the mean, meanwhile I am having my life meanwhile I am doing well at work meanwhile I am enjoying like a relationship with my children that is like deeper than it's ever been and you know meanwhile I am feeling more in myself. Even with the crisis, I'm feeling instead of total panic and like, I have to do something, I have to do something. She was actually kind of feeling the grief of it, of the crisis in a way that she had never felt before. So this non sequitur dream that seemed to her to come out of nowhere because she was so upset about what was happening actually served to slow her down, served to give her a place to get out of the the focused sort of crisis consciousness, I guess, the focus context and into a wider context and to remember, for her to remember to let herself be celebrated for who she was, for not for what she was doing or wasn't doing, but just for her and to 
also good to give her a reminder that there were a lot of people in her life who supported her for just her. And, you know, the person in her life that was in crisis couldn't do that in that moment, but that she had other places she could go. It was a very sweet dream. And it was a very important place for her to see that there was another way to be, even with the crisis, and that she could learn to work with that in that way. So this non sequitur dream actually wanted to weave a different, you know, another story that was going on besides the crisis, wanted to weave them together to say like, yes, sometimes you're going to have to be focused on the crisis. Sometimes you're going to have to give a certain kind of attention. And the dream is saying, don't forget to give that kind of attention and intention to yourself too. It's really an important part of it. That's why I wanted to bring the word context into this. And that's why I want to, as, as you know, I'm diving back into the podcast is we're diving back, you, my listeners and I are diving back into this conversation about dreams and why we dream and how dreams work with us and why why the stories are so important that the dreams bring us to. Um, I, I wanted to bring, you know, sort of this, the bigger picture about the context and, you know, to encourage you that if you have a dream that seems like it's out of nowhere, that it is in a way. It's it's out of nowhere because it wants to bring you out of some narrow focus, perhaps, that you've been in. You know, I, I want to say that another kind of non-sequitur dream may, may be a not-so-nice dream. The example I gave was sort of a sweet dream and a sweet example of, of opening focus. You know, sometimes the dreams will also when we get into that focus mentality, will bring us a dream that shows us why we're in that focus mentality. And it might be a scary dream. It might be a dream that brings us back to a terrifying moment, something that happened to us in our lives, whether it was as a child or as a grown-up. And when that happens, when we have that kind of dream, it, it also wants to give a different context. So if I'm, I'll just come up with an example. If I'm having an issue with my spouse, with my, you know, I'm married to a Bill Saints here, who is my partner and also a dream practitioner. If Bill and I are, are having struggles and I'm angry, so let's say I'm angry with him about something, and all I can think of is like how maybe wrong I feel or how he did something wrong or how upset I am at him for something that happened, and that's all I can focus on and I can't, that's all I can think about around Bill. Not like It's hard for me to think outside of that. I may have a dream that refers back to maybe my relationship with my father or my relationship with my brother who I was sexually abused by so that it gives me a different context besides like this fight. So that the fight that I might be having or the struggle I might be having in my marriage, I can make that a really big thing and make it all encompassing and kind of go to a place where like, well, I just have to leave the marriage or this is never going to work. I may go to some global place with it. I might globalize it, I guess. When that happens, the dream may give me a picture of what uh, what's going on underneath. Um, you know, I might have a dream about my father and be like, well, what's my father? Why am I dreaming about my father? Well, maybe what happened in my relationship with my father has a direct bearing on what's going on in the argument um, in a way that I, that I don't know. So I can begin to work with you know, am I projecting something from my father onto the this moment in my marriage? Am I projecting something from my relationship with my brother onto the, onto this moment in the marriage? So that I can begin to work with coming out of that focus, crisis, trauma, very narrow point of view or context. You know, our dreams will work to throw in something to kind of startle us out of that focus view. When I think about the focus view, I, I often think about how it is when someone has had kind of an extreme experience around 
something in their outer life. Um, I think about like somebody who's experienced war or some violent act like that. Often they'll say like, all I could see was the red shoes that were at the edge of the field or all I could, all I noticed was that the window was open. That's all I remember from that moment when the terrible thing happened in the room was that the window was open. It's, it's one of the ways that we in our instinctual animal body will react to terrible moments is our focus will go to one thing that we can kind of take in when we can't take it in everything else. That's why the dreams want to come to give us a different context to take us out of that kind of focus that can get too narrow, that can become small in a way that can, isn't letting us breathe or, or have a wider view of things. So context to weave together, to weave together the different stories that are going on when sometimes we think there's only one story going on. So I think that's it for today. Thanks for listening. And it's really exciting to be back. Um, I'm looking forward to a year of, of conversations about dreams, about dreaming, conversations with other dreamers and with other practitioners is what I'm planning for this year. So stay tuned and it's nice to be back.